0: Welcome to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce with Cindy Stibbard. Cindy is ready to have those candid and unfiltered conversations so you know how to move forward in your marriage. You'll hear inspiring and insightful discussions surrounding this taboo subject to help you feel confident in your decision. Now, here's your host, Cindy Stibbard.
1: Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Redefined. I hope everyone is doing well. I've missed you. I've kind of taken a hiatus for the summer, but now we are back in full swing as it is fall. And I just want to thank you, as I always do, for being such loyal listeners of mine and tuning into the show every week. It is such a pleasure of mine to have you here with me as I take you down this journey together with navigating hard things. You know, on this show, as you already know, if you've been here following before and listening in, I like to dig deep into really hard conversations and especially those conversations that have anything to do with big life transitions like divorce. And it's always my passion to bring you some of the most interesting people that I find along my journey who I really feel can benefit you in a positive way. Every single person that I've had on this podcast up up to now, including now and in the future, everyone has brought me some value in my life and on my journey. And if these people are so special to me in many different ways, I know that what they have to say is going to be special to you as well. And if you just walk away with even a tiny nugget of a strategy, an idea, an inspiration, even a little piece of advice that changes how you experience life or whatever it is that you're going through in a positive way, then I know that I'm doing my job in bringing you the right people, because this journey of divorce and transitioning into a new life is really, really hard, and I truly believe that we can do it all better if we have, if we're surrounded by the kind of people that can help us help get us through it. Because you're not alone. And I know that you're feeling like you are sometimes. I remember that feeling myself. But you are not alone. And the more people that we can talk to and and share ideas with and gain inspiration from, the stronger we will all be. Because we are truly in this together. And that's why I'm excited, so excited about today's episode, because I have a friend of mine here with me on the show, and I want to really get right into this. Dr. Michelle Scoggins is a licensed clinical psychologist, businessman, and not to mention one of my most inspiring friends in business. She has over 12 years experience as a therapist and five years as a business owner. After two divorces herself, Michelle redefined her purpose and created a multi six-figure business from scratch, which has fueled her passion to help fellow female entrepreneurs through the struggles in business. Michelle works specifically with women using proven clinical strategies to regulate their nervous system to manage stress, which offers the missing stability that is vital during major life transitions, like divorce, as well as business expansion. This approach has been a game changer in her own business. And she recognized the gap in the business industry with regard to understanding how our nervous system regulation is key to continuous and exponential growth in both our personal and professional lives.
2: So welcome, Michelle, it's so great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this chat we're gonna have today. I know, me too.
1: And I feel like I'm just going to, you know, preface this now to all of you listening, we're going to go in a lot of different directions. (laughs) So we might not be a total linear operation today, but I think that there's so many great things to dive into with you, Michelle, because, you know, you and I have commonalities on various levels. Um, Michelle and I met through actually our, our previous business coaches. We, we, Grew. We're starting to grow and expand our businesses together. So we have kind of seen each other through some of the earlier stages of how we we're developing <laughs> the not so pretty stages. And now as we grow and change and evolve, um, it's so nice to be there, like seeing you evolve
2: too. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, um, it has been experience for us to stay on this journey together, even though we go like in a different direction yeah. with you. Working with people going through divorce, and I'm on the other end of, you know, trying to really find my way outside of the um, therapy bubble and mm-hmm. trying to help entrepreneurs and and really women especially, get their footing in the door um, to entrepreneurship. And I think that's huge because there's not a lot of help and, really not specialized help in what I offer uh, for women out there. And, you know, divorce kind of takes us off of our foundation for a little bit until we can get back on and and really figure out what it is that we are meant to do in life. Because as women, you know, we often come last,
3: mm-hmm. which is
2: really hard. And so I really think that the work that we both do is so awesome in helping women really kind of take over the business industry and really say no sorry sir this is my seat <laughs> i i think so too and
1: i love i really love doing this kind of work at this stage of the world. You know, I think that the world has really opened up for, for women in business. I feel, you know, I'm I'm in my late 40s now. I'm saying that aloud. But and Thank I'm rest- <laughs> right here we are together, but we are redefining ourselves. And to me, this experience that I'm going through, who I am now and what I'm building is actually a gift of my divorce, you know, which is kind of sad and happy to say because it took going through that to get here. But you, it's it's maybe a story of hope for people to know that, you know, life is not over when you get divorced. It's not necessarily going to be easy, but it's a journey that can really be embraced for amazing things. And, you know, before we get into the amazing, powerful work that you do, I know that you have been divorced twice. We've never actually spoken about your personal story. I just know this about you, right? But I'd love if you feel comfortable, you know, sharing a little bit about that because that part of you also led you to where you are now.
2: Absolutely. And, and I think that at least my second divorce is, is a story of hope. Yeah. The first divorce, I was just very young, um 19 years old, newly in the military and I received my first set of orders and where I was going to be permanently stationed Mm -hmm. my family isn't um, worldly at all I did not really get out of the little small place in California that I grew up and my orders were to Europe and immediately I went into freak out mode I wish I would have known about the nervous system back then, how I know Mm -hmm. about it now, because I had a nervous system response and I did not know what I was going to do. And the first thing I thought to do would be get married. Mm -hmm. I knew if I got married, um, that I would be able to be stationed wherever my husband was stationed. And so that helped me stay stateside. This person was not a very healthy person because I come from a very challenged and abused background with my own family. And he mimicked that. And so Mm. luckily I only remained in that marriage for two years before I decided I just don't want to do this any longer. And I deserve to not do this any longer. Mm -hmm. I think about the age of 10 and this is in one of my books. So it's not anything that someone can't look up, but at the age of 10, my biggest wish and dream was to be happy as an adult. Mm. I didn't care to be rich. I didn't care to have a good husband. I just wanted to be happy. Mm-hmm. And this man was not fulfilling that end of my dream. And therefore I easily went and got a divorce. Um, but that led me right into my next relationship, because if we come from a challenged background, we mimic what we know, like mm-hmm. what we see, And uh, my parents are in an awful marriage. And um, so I jumped right into the next relationship, which was my second husband. And I had one daughter with him. We were married about five years. Nothing was terrible about the relationship. I guess if I had to label it, it would just be lukewarm. We didn't argue. We didn't have major problems. I had a pretty good lifestyle. I was a stay-at-home mom. He made a six-figure income. Um, He was gone during the weekend, home on the weekends. So what did I have to complain about? (laughs) (laughs) Now I look back, what the hell was I complaining about? (laughs) But I knew then I also couldn't be who I wanted to be or dreamt to be. Um, At that point, I decided I'd I was losing my identity staying home with a two-year-old and I decided to go to cosmetology school. I had always dreamt of being a cosmetologist. He supported that, but I also felt like his support had limits on it. Mm. I think the Cosmo would have been okay. Anything more than that, now I'm competing with him. Mm -hmm. And I had to be subservient to him in some way, which was a huge challenge for me yeah. and a huge challenge for me. Um, and he had his work cut out for him trying to put that hierarchy in our relationship. But I, I went to Cosmo school and as soon as I uh, finished school, me and my daughter decided to come to California for a visit. I'd lived in Florida at the time with him and we came to celebrate her third birthday And this was totally unplanned. I had come across my current husband, who was my boyfriend right out of high school, that we broke up for me to go into the military. Mm -hmm. And one thing happened, and I wound up calling my husband and saying, my ex-husband and saying, we're not returning to Florida. We've decided to move to California. Like just like that, just like that. This is why now I know as an older woman and my children are grown at the time I was 25, I didn't know much. This is why I tell people regardless, get custody of your children because I was able to move to California without his consent. Um, he filed for divorce, but I was able to stay in California with my child and we then created arrangements for him to see her a couple times of a year, which looking back was not a great decision on my part. I can own that because mm-hmm. he was used to seeing her at least every weekend, mm-hmm. which then was greatly reduced. Um, but yeah, with two suitcases and my old bedroom at my parents' house, mm-hmm. me and my daughter moved back to California. My current husband then, um, helped me get a car I didn't even have a car I then found one of my friends helped me get a job and I went to work and I got my first apartment and we moved out on our own and I think people probably thought I was running from my life which I right. wasn't <laughs> I was just running towards love and um you know, that wasn't always a smooth sailing relationship. We had to learn about each other along the way. We were both very young. And um, eventually, probably, I think, eight eight or nine years later, potentially, we got married. And again, we still went through our struggles trying to learn how to be individuals while being married in a relationship. And we were raising the Brady Bunch So, he, because you've got five kids now between you, right? Five kids between us. We have um, his three children from other relationships, my daughter from my ex-husband, and then we have a son together. Everyone currently are adults. Our youngest one is 19. Thank the Lord. Um, (laughs) We made it. But it was like one of the hardest decisions to make but overall the best decision that I've ever made in my life, because I could have stayed in a lukewarm marriage forever. Mm -hmm. This person, I clearly believe he wouldn't have never left the relationship. Mm -hmm. However, I would have not been supported or I feel that I would have been supported to become a psychologist, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to even be on your podcast. I don't think that I would have been supported to do the things that make me happy. Right, right. And it is
1: you know what and that's you nail it on the head when it comes to relationships, right? It's not about finding that happiness with someone else, but it's about finding someone who's going to support your happiness and your development. And and not every environment is going to do that and that you know when you're young and you're you're searching for that, a lot of the patterns that we have growing up will repeat itself until we get it right, (laughs) you know, until you're like, okay, wait, I need to work on me now. And I need to figure out this, navigate this relationship. And it, it is a a lot about growing. It is a lot about making mistakes. It is a lot about trial and error and, and figuring all that out. And then that's okay. And that's really part of our growth, as long as we are learning from it and growing along the way. And I love that you then went into, to therapy. And so what took you that route?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I always, from maybe the age of 18, thought of being a therapist. I wanted to be a prison psychologist. Early on, I wanted to understand how people could be abused and go the route of becoming a criminal, Mm -hmm. where I had the abuse history And I didn't want to become a criminal. Mm. And so I I wanted to really understand myself indirectly. And I didn't know that at the time, but that's really what I was doing. But because of my um, childhood experiences, I was still living with my parents. I couldn't pursue college out of high school. I tried. I went a semester and then I enlisted in the military to just have a safe haven. I needed to get away. Mm -hmm. And then... um, I was working, I I came back to California, and I did a couple of jobs, but then I finished my uh, Cosmo licensing here in California. I worked as a hairdresser for several years, and then a friend approached me to become a drug and alcohol counselor at one of our local female maximum um, security prisons. Mm. I know, and so... I did that. I loved it. I loved working with female offenders and that they had this abuse history and they had drug addiction. And I was their light of hope for the day. And I really loved that work. It was hard for me to leave. And one day, one of the counselors that I worked with, um, en- enrolled in school to get her master's degree. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. Maybe I can do something like that. And I went home and told my husband, I think I want to become a psychologist. I think I want to go back to school and get my doctoral degree. And he's like, why not? Yeah. Why not? He's always that supporter, like just go for it. And I really enlisted or enrolled in school, started my bachelor's degree. And I I uh, worked full-time while raising kids, getting my bachelor's degree. And then when I was done with my bachelor's degree, I did have to quit that job because the master's and doctoral program was so demanding. I really couldn't work and take care of kids and go mm-hmm. to school. So I quit, but it is still a story of hope because I, always, I hear a lot of times people say, You know, I really can't do that. I have a family or I'm too old to go back to school. Mm -hmm. And I returned to school at 31. I had five children living at home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I went to college and um, an hour away from home. Wow. And I literally would go when my son was young. He was about six or seven when I started my grad program. He was playing Pop Warner football and I would go to school in the morning, an hour away, fly home. No one heard that. I abided by all the speed limit (laughs) laws and would pick him up, get him on the football field. And I was the um, team mom. So I had to bring the kids water and do all this stuff. And I would get him on the field and they would play football. And then I had to go on Saturdays and play games with them. And So I didn't just have five kids in grad school. I had five kids and they were in sports and just doing all the things. So you can do it. Anyone, if this is what your gift is and what your universe is telling you, you Mm -hmm. can do the unimaginable. I look back and I'm like, how the hell did I do all that? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: know exactly, right? But it is a matter of the drive in you can do what you truly want to do. You make it happen. And it's not going to be easy. Like this whole journey of of divorce and and navigating post-divorce life and reinventing yourself and finding a career at this middle stage of life is not easy. You know, it's not for the faint of heart, but it's so possible. And that's where I want to steer into the overwhelm and the stress that people feel because I know there's a lot of people out there who look at this and think, oh my God, no, like I'm, it's too late for me. Like I can't restart again. Or there's people out there listening right now thinking I can't leave my marriage because I'm too afraid of being alone, of not being able to start again, of not being able to earn an income, you know, because all of that is incredibly overwhelming. And when our bodies you know you're you're going to go into this more as a doctor goes into that stress mode it literally becomes debilitating and you can't see your way through it and i know that we all go through stress we all get triggered we all have those times and our nervous system gets super impacted and we don't really know what to do with that and you, but you do, you know, you know that there are actually some things that we can even do at home without having to necessarily go see your therapist right away or, or see a doctor for a prescription for your stress. There's actually some things that you can do at home to navigate overwhelm and stress in whatever situation that you're going through.
2: Absolutely. You know, I think that you hit it on the head. There's the nervous system and then there's personal difference. So one mm-hmm. thing that may work for one person isn't going to work for everyone because where I might easily jump into the fire or jump out of an airplane, another person is like, nah, she's crazy. I'm not doing that. Right. So I think that it all comes down to our personal difference. And it is really hard to navigate when we think about other people. A lot of that becomes challenging what is my mom going to think if I get a divorce? What is my dad going to think if I get a divorce? What are my friends going to think if I get a divorce? And when we focus on what like others might think or what the big picture is going to look like, we catastrophize everything versus us looking at, well, what if my mom supports this? Or what if you know, I need to leave this relationship because there's you know, something behind door number two for me. And we have to look at that. So I think that it's a a complicated way of walking people into and through this because um, the person has to be willing. Your nervous system is only going to take you as far as you're willing to go along with it. Mm. Right? Mm. So I may be able to push my nervous system a lot further than someone else, Because my nervous system may have been used to being on fire. Mm, And you're saying because of like childhood trauma,
1: it might set our nervous system up to have different like thresholds where you're okay.
2: Absolutely. absolutely. So if you've never seen divorce in your life, there's no one in your family who's divorced or your religious beliefs tell you, you can't get divorced, Um, you know, or you've never went through trying change or had, you know, a a plate of shit come across your table, Mm -hmm. you've never had those things happen to you, then, you know, it's harder, but the things that you can definitely do in the moments, are you wanting me to kind of go into some of those things? Yeah, I think we, I think we definitely
1: will. We're going to take a break in just a minute, but I, I think you're, you're going in the right direction. First of all, before we get into the tips, before we go to a break, how does one identify that their nervous system is even being overwhelmed in the first place or that might be in the way of making that big scary decision
2: yeah so there's some real telltale signs when your nervous system is in fight flight or freeze um you know if you're in think about it visually if you're in flight mode you're trying to run away from something so there's a lot of fear I just need to get out of this room some people get a divorce because I just need to get away from him or I just Mm -hmm. need to get away from her and so there is this um, need to make movement you have to get away and there isn't a real logical reason of why you need to get away my second divorce could be looked at as that fight like that flight I, I needed to get away Um, but he wasn't doing anything wrong to make me need to do that so rapidly and without his approval or even knowledge. Mm -hmm, mm Um, so you're, you're thinking of things kind of quickly or irrationally, or if you've talked to friends or family, they kind of don't understand your reasoning behind it. Um, and then if you're in fight mode, maybe there's that constant argument. You can't get away from argument mode and you, you seek the arguments hoping they're going to tell you, I just want a divorce. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly going after that. When the calm comes into your relationship, you really can't handle the calm. You need that fight. So you cause these arguments. And then the freeze is more so like nothing's happening. Your mind is blank. Um, You can't figure out what you should do. And this is where most people kind of get Mm -hmm. in that freeze mode is where they just are immobilized. They don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the big part of to talk about after the break is the piece of immobilization. Yes.
1: I love that because I see this honestly on a daily basis that people are stuck too scared to know what to do can't make the decision and I call them on the fence so this is that freeze place is is the most debilitating of them all I think and let's talk about what to do about that right after this break.
3: All of us know that it is next to impossible to make rational, logical, and even smart decisions from a place of fear. Most times if we are in a place of fear and uncertainty, we won't make a decision at all. Cindy supports many individuals and couples at this stage who have been unhappy and unfulfilled, who are either currently in the process of divorce or just only contemplating the idea of separation. Cindy's clients are wise and brave enough to realize that they need to know more before they are able to make such a big life decision. Working with a divorce coach at these stages is the smartest investment you could make for yourself and your family, and it will almost always set you up for a better outcome, whether you choose the path of divorce or not. There have been many individuals and couples who have decided to give their marriage another shot after working with Cindy. As a divorce coach, certified divorce specialist, and qualified discernment counselor, Cindy is an advocate of healthy relationships, whether a couple chooses to separate or try to stay together. She provides new insights, education, guidance, emotional support, and understanding of the many possible options for both individuals and couples who are on the brink of separation. At the end of the day, as Maya Angelou once said, When we know better, we do better. This is exactly the focus and purpose of working with Cindy. Are you considering separation or currently in the process of divorce and feeling overwhelmed, afraid, and confused about what this means for your future and that of your children? Do you want to make the right decision without regrets? Why keep waiting? Book a free confidential discovery call with Cindy today. Text DIVORCE to 604-200-6446 All of us know that it is next to impossible to make rational, logical, and even smart decisions from a place of fear. Most times, if we are in a place of fear and uncertainty, we won't make a decision at all. Cindy Stibbard, founder of Divorce Redefined, professional divorce and decision coaching, supports many individuals and couples at this stage who are unhappy and unfulfilled, who are either currently in the process of divorce or just only contemplating the idea of separation. Does this sound like you? If it does, you are not alone. Text divorce to 602-200-6446 to book your free call. Those who choose to work with Cindy are wise and brave enough to realize that they need to know more before they're able to make such a big life decision. Working with a divorce and decision coach at these stages is the smartest investment you could make for yourself and your family. And it will almost always set you up for a better outcome, whether you choose the path of divorce or not. There have even been many individuals and couples who have decided to give their marriage another shot after working with Cindy, because what she offers at Divorce Redefined is different. You don't have to only be getting a divorce to benefit from her professional guidance. Cindy offers a unique element in addition to her popular divorce services called decision coaching. Decision coaching is a type of guided support that is meant to help couples get out of that indecision purgatory. Modeled after her training at the Doherty Relationship Institute, Cindy Stibbard's decision coaching approach is specifically designed to do just that, help couples come to a decision, whether to take one more shot at reconciliation or whether it's better to prepare for divorce. Regardless of the direction taken, couples on the brink finally find the clarity and confidence to know whatever they decide, it is what's best for their family. As a divorce and decision coach and certified divorce specialist, Cindy Stibbard is an advocate of healthy relationships, whether a couple chooses to separate or try to stay together. She provides new insights, education, guidance, emotional support, and understanding of the many possible options for both individuals and couples who are in the process of uncoupling. At the end of the day, as Maya Angelou once said, when we know better, we do better. This is exactly the focus and purpose of working with Cindy. Are you considering separation or currently in the process of divorce and feeling overwhelmed, afraid, and confused about what this means for your future and that of your children? Do you want to do this right and make choices without regret? If you still aren't sure, ask yourself this, if I'm still in this exact place six months to a year from now, am I going to be okay with that? If your answer is no, Cindy is ready for you. Book a free confidential discovery call with Cindy at Divorce Redefined today. Text DIVORCE to 604-200-6446. That's text DIVORCE to 604-200-6446 to book your free discovery call today. You don't have to do this alone.
0: You are listening to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce with Cindy Stiverd. If you have a question for Cindy or her guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here is Cindy Stibbard.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to my episode of Divorce Redefined, Changing the Experience of Divorce. And today I am joined by my friend, Dr. Michelle Scoggins. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, a business mentor, an author, a speaker, a mother of five, a grandmother of five. We didn't even get into that before the break, but she has done so many things in her life. And we are talking about stressful times. And how our nervous system is impacted. And right before the break, we were talking about, you know, when you are faced with a difficult situation. And let's choose divorce, for example, because I know that a lot of people out there and a lot of people I work with come to me completely frozen about making that decision. You know, I call it being on the fence. They can't seem to figure out which way to go. And rightly so, you know, their nervous systems are in this frozen mode of, I'm stuck and I've been stuck even for years and I don't know what to do about it. Um, And Michelle, as you were saying, this is a response that your nervous system is operating under stress. And how do we then get through it? Because I almost feel like that freeze mode, that place of indecision purgatory, I like to call it when you're going through divorce, is so debilitating. And what do you do to get through that?
2: It is super debilitating and it kind of gives you an idea of why it is so debilitating. I'll just explain quickly the brain. So, when our brain goes into this freeze mode, what happens is our body is preparing for fight or flight and it sends signals to our brain. The only thing that stays operational in the brain is our brain stem, which keeps us alive, and then the hypothalamus, which keeps us regulated, it regulates our temperature sleep, wake, hunger, all of those things. And so our higher order operations turn off. So your frontal lobe, which we need for decision-making, especially in divorce, it goes offline. And so we lose the capability to make logical sound decisions. And so what happens instead is we just do nothing because we can't actually make the decision we need to. So what we have to do is, bring that thing back online. Mm -hmm. We've gotta bring the brain back up online so that we can make that decision. And there are some real quick fixes because the vagus nerve, which is the longest running nerve in our body, it goes from our brain stem to our feet and it ventures out to parts of our body that is responsible for bringing that brain system back online. It it controls our parasympathetic system, which is our calming system. And if we can manipulate our vagus nerve, we can then instantaneously bring our brains back to where it needs to be. Hmm. And we can make these decisions. There are some fun things we can do with this vagus nerve. The vagus nerve runs along our vocal cords. So one good thing that we can do is sing. Singing is very helpful. Um, Meditating, but breathing out with a vocal, with a um really vibrates that nerve and that really right. helps us bring that back online. Um, the other thing that's super helpful is like dance or yoga because movement really helps us settle down that nervous system and bring it, our brains back online. So you can do some sensual dancing, pole dancing. um Or just ugly shake it out dancing. <laughs> ugly shake it <laughs> Whatever out. Whatever it takes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. If you just sit there, you see some people who are really nervous and sometimes you just see them shaking their hands back and forth. Um, That's because they're relaxing their nervous system. Mm. Um, Other things that can be super helpful in um, that process is cold water. Mm-hmm. whether the cold water is, um, you know, you get into one of those ice bath challenges that we see all over TikTok. Right, it's all happening right now, yeah. Yes, that is bringing your parasympathetic system online and bringing your nervous system back to a resting state. So you can, if you don't want to jump in your backyard in some bathtub you have set up on the patio, <laughs> you can get in the shower and let cold water run down over your head. You can stick your hand in a bucket of ice. Um, what
1: else can you do? Yeah. you And you rented like the ice pack on the back of your neck, even, you know, yes. it could be helpful. I think that a lot of people like those like hot and cold showers. I know my partner really loves like to do that cold blast at the end, you know, and it really invigorates him and like almost like switches the mood
2: you know, of someone when that happens? Let him know that is for his nervous system, because that's exactly what it does. I get in my shower and I turn it on my hot, normal temperature. And then throughout the shower, I gradually turn it over. And then right at the end, I turn it to the coldest water that I can tolerate. And I let the water just run over the top of my head for like 30 seconds. Then I get out and go about my way. But you notice that you can even try it as an experiment of doing a warm shower and then a cold shower. And there is a definite difference in your body and in your brain when you get out. Um, but yes, movement is huge. Getting out in nature is another big helper. Um, walking, you know, breathing in, hopefully you're in an area where you have um, nice clean air, <laughs> but breathing mm-hmm. in nice clean air sitting outside. Um, those kind of things are, are super helpful. I'm trying to think of some other. Yeah. Well, I if- do remember one that you said in our group session yesterday. Sex. S-E-X. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. So um, I know it's not always ideal if you're going through an unhealthy, unhealthy marriage for sure. Uh, but maybe this isn't necessarily a,
2: a two person job, you know, there you go. Solo sex is always approved. And uh, yes, yeah, so orgasm specifically as part of the sex. So if your, husband, if your significant other is not good in that department anyways, you might want to do this by yourself. To reset yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have it a solo event. But the oxytocin that is released through orgasm in women, and then the dopamine release really helps us um, regulate that nervous system. So that is certainly an approved measure, um, to use in the moment. There are a lot of long-term, um, effects of going to therapy, especially like EMDR therapy or EFT tapping therapy Mm. can be really helpful for long-term change. But in the moment, if you're like, I need to get this decision made and I need it done now, you know, you might need to just get in the shower, let cold water run over you until you can make the decision to either get the divorce or not get the divorce.
1: Yeah, yeah, or any any kind of small trigger. I find that, you know, if your body is just getting overwhelmed and this happens when you you're even post divorce and you're interacting with a difficult ex spouse and that email comes through you know for me if i get a text from my ex i know that it's going to be something gentle about the kids it's when i see the email come in that i'm like oh crap now what like now what do you have lawyers after me for now what how much money are are you after it's like that's, that sends me into this kind of trigger mode. And I can actually, it's so interesting because stress, I don't always feel it in my mind, but where it's gone to me now is in my back. And so that's like, for me, I'm like, okay, I'm stressed if I can feel my stress in my in my back. And so that's when I, I mean, I typically go to the hot shower, but because I'm a little bit of a wimp to do the cold thing, but I know that that is so refreshing. And so I'll quickly do a little bit of that. And I prefer just the ice pack on my back of my neck. But I also was reading about that if you just allow yourself to go through that bit of uncomfortableness with the cold water, then you actually start to teach your body that you have control over the situation and your body's responses and your mind and not the trigger. Does that make sense?
2: And that's the purpose of the cold showers is to teach you your mind that it is safe and that you have control. It's a decision that you're making and that you're the one that's kind of in power, so to say. Mm -hmm. And and I noticed that you were kind of reaching over to the right side of your body. Is that where you feel your stress is on the right side? Did I do that? Yes, that's right. I did that. So that's the side, your vagus nerve is on that side. So anytime you're really stressed out, that nerve really kind of, it shuts off and we need it. And that's why you feel that sensation down the right side of your body. So whether it's the ice packs, the cold showers, whatever you're doing, make sure that a big focus is on the right side.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. And I mean, obviously when you're triggered all the time, getting into a cold shower isn't always going to be helpful. So that's when the ice pack comes into play or that's when the dancing, I do that a lot with my clients is like, when you're triggered, get up, move, like shake it out. Even go into the bathroom. I know you don't want to look silly in front of your kids, or your family. Like, what are you doing? Mom? <laughs> like what? Not that they like ever think that I'm doing anything crazy because I'm always doing something that they're rolling their eyes at. but you know, do that. And if there is something to be said by having those those dance parties, and I I do have another friend who's in health and she's like, I literally, when I'm feeling low, I force myself to get up, put on some music and dance around. And it's like the last thing you feel like doing, but it's the most invigorating, you know, to be able to do these things. And in those moments of gay, getting a trigger in some way and in, and in almost... Preventing yourself from reacting, because if we're going to react or do anything in that moment, we're typically going to do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, you know, make the wrong choice, catch yourself and do one of those activities, whether it be the hev- the deep breathing, the, the dancing around, the cold ice pack, the cold shower, just to kind of reset yourself and see if your
2: thoughts change at all after you've allowed yourself to have that reset. Absolutely. And you mentioned that. So responding is what we do when our nervous system is activated. We're responding to a previous event. And our response typically is uh, us trying to get away from danger. Mm -hmm. And so we're perceiving this event as dangerous. And so we respond to it. And so a lot of us have noticed, like, sometimes you'll have a response that you look back and you're like, wow, why did I respond like that? Why was it so overt? And that's because your nervous system was activated. And you're right. If you take that moment and dance and sing and and really walk through that motion, allow your brain to come back online, make a clear decision, then you get to respond yes. versus react. And yeah. that's huge, especially in a divorce, because oftentimes your your ex significant other wants to activate your nervous system, Mm. whether they know it or not, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of why you're divorced is because something happened and you two were not on the same page. Yeah. And that behavior doesn't end because a piece of paper says that it ends. The behavior is still going to stay. You just don't have to hang around as long for it. Yeah. So you have to really learn how to respond to them versus react because when they don't get a reaction out of you, they stop requesting the reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the reaction that's going to take you down the wrong path. And
1: for us to be able to take that space to, to think about it, to sit on it, to respond is going to put us in a more powerful, more logical, more rational and more peaceful decision at the end of the day. And I do that a lot. And it's so hard in the moment. But if you know, you've got these like five strategies on your hand, you're be like, oh, I could do A, B and C. Let's try those. Um, and I love how you've then taken this kind of this nervous system philosophy. And now you've shifted to help female business owners with their journey to entrepreneurialism and trying to take their business to the next level by applying the knowledge of the nervous system. So tell us more of how you do that, because that's that sounds really interesting.
2: Absolutely. So I typically work with entrepreneurs and coaches who already have an established business um, and that they're trying to expand their business. So we all get to a place where we've started, everything's good, we're getting the client's And we're on the top of the hill and then we decide we want more. We want to, you know, either start speaking or doing something else in our business. And our nervous system comes back and is like, just kidding. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow you to do that. And you go back to how it felt when you first got out there in your entrepreneurial um, expedition. And that's where I come in at and help women really kind of address those um, core issues and really help them understand most coaches and mentors teach in the gap. And the gap is that space between where you are now and where you're going. Mm -hmm. And they give you some stupid ass strategy. I'll just say it the way that I see it because all these strategies we have out there to market and, Blah blah blah, all available for free on YouTube. If you haven't found them, please look for them. Don't pay somebody for them Mm -hmm. because what you're really asking when you go out and buy these strategies, I found it in my business, and I think Cindy, I could say you found that in your business. Mm -hmm. What we really were searching for is someone to understand us, to empower us, to okay that we're in this position. We were immobilized in our businesses and we needed support. Mm -hmm. We didn't need an extra strategy. Mm -hmm. We needed someone to really understand where I'm at. And similarly to what you mentioned, what you do with your clients is they're in that immobilized phase and you help walk them through that. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I do with my clients. And in a little deeper way as I help them understand their own personal psychology. How did they get to the place that they are? Why are these things setting off their nervous system? And how do we get it to stop? Mm. You know, we do the things in the moment, but also just teaching them the skills that they need to get past the gap. And so each time they come up to the gap, they go back to this skill base versus it being, a new strategy they need to learn or something like that. I I don't know how you feel about that. But I I think that for me, um, I've seen so many strategies out there, and everyone says their strategy is the one. Mm -hmm. And really, they all work. Nothing against the strategies at all. They all work. But when you get a client who is in their fight or flight and immobilized, they can have a whole entire library Mm -hmm. of strategies and not a one is going to work. Because they're so
1: stuck. They're in that, that, that freeze mode and just sort of in that place of, of indecision. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a business owner, and I think even as someone coming out of divorce, that whole, whole fear of having to reinvent yourself and redefine yourself and, you know, some people are lucky and never have to work again. Not so much in my case. And honestly, that's that's okay because that was such a gift. But going through the whole like, holy crap, I'm 40, I'm in my 40s. What the hell am I going to do with my life? And how do I get there? And knowing that there's so many psychological, like internal processes that I'm going through, how do I then find the support and the inspiration and the empowerment to be like, I can do this. I can do this. And how am I going to do this? And who am I going to get? Who's going to help me support? Who's going to help support me from getting to get to that place? Because I totally agree with you. As a as an entrepreneur, there's a there's a sea, a very deep sea of if you do these five things, you're going to make six figures. If you do these three things, you're going to you know ten times your business. Okay. (laughs) That in itself to me is like beyond overwhelming. I'm like, um, I just want to know how to take the first steps out the door so that I can first start to set myself up, knowing that I'm going to be okay. So okay. even those big ideas that are out there in the world of, of, of work or being an entrepreneur, those to me are, are not helpful. You know, you need we need to be able to focus on what's what do you need right now. Let's take each step slowly, step-by-step to get you moving in the right direction, because it's all about those small, simple steps. And every step needs to be supported with someone beside you that says, okay, I know here's how you're feeling. How are we going to navigate these feelings right now? So you can break through that pain and that debilitation to get to the next step.
2: Absolutely. And having the expertise that not, you know, it's not a one-stop shop. One thing isn't going to work for everyone. And learning that, you know, understanding how that person's body is actually working, the things that they're saying dictates or, or gives me information of what place they are in that whole, you know, nervous system operation. So I think that with that expertise of being a psychologist, Being through my own transition, um, because I did walk away from corporate America about five years ago, quit my job with benefits, retirement, the whole nine yards, and just started my own business and decided it was going to work. And it did. And it works very well. But then I also did it again during the pandemic, where I decided I wanted to coach versus being a therapist because I don't necessarily love mental health. And in coaching, I get to be my own person and be my own entity, and I'm working with people who overall they are healthy and need some guidance and assistance, and they're not what we consider to be ill. And so even in that, I've reinvented myself, and that's what I bring into my coaching practice is teaching women how to reinvent themselves at any phase, with any degree, with any education, like if. I would have allowed myself, I could have stayed boxed in to being a psychologist forever and worked in mental health forever, even though I knew that wasn't my God-given passion. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to sit on 20 hours of therapy with people talking about their anxiety and depression and, um, you know... I can go down a a whole dark rabbit hole with that one, but I won't. But you
1: moved on from that, you know, like you did that for quite some time and realized that it's now time to pivot. You know, it's now time to try something new.
2: Right. I I feel myself as being more of the cheerleader. I'm more of like, I don't know why Richard Simmons came to my mind. (laughs) More of the Richard Simmons kind of person that I want to see everyone do well. And I want women to really be able to show off that they made it past their divorce. Like I'm sure my ex and his family believed I was just doomed to hell after our divorce. And I'm very successful on the other side of it. And, you know, I want to help women see that, that they can be very successful Mm -hmm. no matter where they are and, and who tells them otherwise. And really the things that helped me redefine that was Knowing what I'm putting in my mind, Mm -hmm. what I'm listening to every day, what I'm writing down every day, what I'm feeling like every day. It is a whole inside job for you to redefine yourself. So if you're thinking bad thoughts, you're watching Snapped every day and you're (laughs) going through this whole, my life is shit and men are shit and divorce is shit then it's going to be really hard to redefine your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You have Mm -hmm. to really take this as, like you mentioned earlier, Cindy, this is a blessing in your life. You didn't see it maybe at the time Mm -hmm. um, because you were in this whole place of unknown, but then you get to a place where, wow, I just trusted the universe and the universe knows what the hell it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. You do just have to trust.
1: And I remember that was the scariest thing for me in making the decision was I hated unknown. I I hated unknown. I'm like, I needed to know everything. Everything had to be planned. There had to be like, there had to be a system. And I remember my therapist at the time just said, you have to embrace the suck. You have to, you have to get comfortable with not knowing and that was when I was like, oh, the hell am I going to do that? And then I just started to realize that I'm actually not going to know anything from here on in. I don't know how much I'm, I don't know what my settlement's going to look like. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. But all I know is that I'm going to be okay. And I can do it. I can do whatever it's going to take. And I, keep, I kept having to to learn about myself and my body and how the stress signals were showing up in my body and then how to nurture that so that I could take the next steps in a, in a calmer and more rational fashion, which I still do to this day in my business when I feel like, oh, crap, you know, I've had a great month and now I've had two months of like terrible. And I think that everything's falling apart. Like I can't do this anymore. Being a, an entrepreneur is hard. And that's just also part of the journey and knowing that it's going to be okay. Reset, reset yourself, take some, do some self-care, you know, focus on how you're feeling and then get back to work, refocus and figure out which way you're going to go. As long as you still keep going forward. You know, that's what I always say. As long as your step, no matter how big, no matter how small is in a forward direction you're going in the right direction you're doing the right thing
2: absolutely I can agree with that more um and listening just making sure connect with someone who can be a mentor from afar if you can't even afford having a mentor now mm-hmm. what I mean by that is I listen to a lot of YouTube and I listen to a lot of Oprah Mel Robbins and Tyler Perry's because their' stories resonate with me. Mm -hmm. And I know that for like Tyler Perry, it took him seven years for Medea to even be seen, Right, but he kept on it. He didn't give up. And that's the thing is that when you feel like giving up, find someone who didn't give up and watch their story over and over and over again, because that's the hope. If you could see it in them, then you can create it in yourself. 100% and and I love as a as a,
1: a woman who in business you build you build help to build help women build the next part of their business and expand it. So as we wrap up, tell
2: everyone where they can find you. So you can find me everywhere online. If you just google <laughs> Dr. Michelle Scoggins, I come up in a lot of places. But on YouTube I do have a channel. Um it's about mental health mainly. Um the best place to find me is on Instagram. My handle is boss.doc. Where else? Dr. Michelle Scoggins on Facebook and Twitter. I'm not really on Twitter, but I have it. I have a TikTok. (laughs) I'm a boss.doc on TikTok. So boss underscore doc on TikTok. Um, But those are the best places to find me. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So go reach out to Michelle. Go give her a follow. Thank you so much for being here today. I just love these conversations and how you know we can, as women, reinvent ourselves. And
0: this is how we change our futures. Thank you for listening to Divorce Redefined, changing the experience of divorce. We hope Cindy and her guests were able to put your mind at ease and help you make the right decision for your marriage. We wish you a beautiful week.